Welcome to Let's Admit It, a college admissions podcast hosted by the Boise Bible College Admissions Department. Here, we aim to answer the spoken and unspoken questions of high school students and parents who are looking to learn more about a Christian college experience. You can learn more about Boise Bible College at www.boisebible.edu. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello. Welcome back. My name is Michael Gritton. Uh, this is the Let's Admit It podcast season three. Uh, this summer, we are going to be walking kind of hand in hand with the uh, Boise Bible College blog. So uh, if you haven't yet, encourage you to jump on there and check that out. We're going to be, like I said, walking hand in hand with it um, week by week. And so this week, uh, subject matter is something that I, I rather enjoy talking about. Um, you might notice a bit of a trend this summer. Um, a lot of these subjects are things that I enjoy talking about for different reasons. Um, today, what we're going to be talking about is um, how to be a good roommate, uh, dorm room etiquette, um, how to not drive the people that you're living with absolutely up the wall. So um, this is, I enjoy this subject because I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but um, I lived on campus all four years of my my bachelor's degree program. Um, loved it. Had a great time with uh, the dorm rooms, the, the atmosphere, the culture. Um, I really enjoyed it, and that's why I decided to, to stick around. Um, and so being a good roommate for the people that you are living with is vital to um, the peace of the dorm room. Um, if there is, <laughs> if there isn't that dorm room etiquette, um, things tend to fall apart quite quickly. <clears throat> so, what we're going to be talking about today is um, the ways that you uh, you can be a good roommate for the people that you're living with. Um, now. I need to acknowledge my bias just a little bit in the sense that um, I am a man and so I can only speak to the experiences um, of a man in the, the, the dorm rooms. Now, what I'm gonna be talking about I think is pretty universal. There might be specific things um, that affect the women's dorms that I cannot speak to um, just like how there are specific things of the men's dorms that I can speak to. Um, I'm going to uh, endeavor to keep it very general. Now, at the beginning of this season, I made it pretty clear that I wanted this to be something that um, was applicable as often as possible to a college student, just as much as it is applicable to a um, not college student. This is one of those times where that works pretty well because um, lots, of, lots of us have roommates, whether those roommates are our siblings, parents, spouses, children, whatever the case may be, a lot of us have roommates. And obviously, um, the, the relationship between roommates is vital to the, the health, the wellness, the happiness, excuse me, of of a living situation. So um, this is one of those conversation subjects that um, is the most applicable across the board. So with all of that preamble out of the way, I'm going to go through just a couple of bullet points um, of how you, whether you are a high school student moving into college or if you are a 45-year-old 
um, working, you know, chipping away at your 18th year of marriage. Um, I want this to be something that is applicable to you. So um, the first thing is um, just be sure that your the roommate that you have is compatible with you. So make sure that the people that you're living with are actually compatible with you. Um, with Boise Bible College, something that'll happen is as you are working through your uh, housing forms, there'll be um, sort of a questionnaire on there. And that questionnaire, um, its specific purpose is to get a gauge of who you are as a person, you know, um, whether you're an early riser or someone who stays up quite late, um, whether you enjoy playing music on a speaker or in your headphones, whether you're roughly a messy person or more of a tidy person, that sort of stuff. Um, and that is so that our student life team can place you in a room that is going to be most um, compatible with you. Now, after your freshman year, you are more than welcome to room up with anyone that you want in, you know, the, the guys, guys we can dorm up with other guys that they specifically choose. Girls can choose um, whichever, whichever people they want. Um, so, so there is some room for personal choice in this, but assuming that you don't know anyone as you're moving on campus, like it was with myself, um, they do that questionnaire so that they have something of an idea of where to place you. Um, obviously this is that this first, um, uh, this first encouragement, I guess, of finding roommates that are compatible with you. Obviously there's a few extra steps if you're not going into a college that, um, has a process of getting you into a room that has people that you fit with. Um, but that's, compatibility with roommates is the baseline of um, a healthy roommate relationship. And so second thing, um, as you're going into this <clears throat> roommate relationship, make sure that your expectations are clear from the get-go. Um, the worst thing that can happen is you, you go into this situation this relationship, this roommate um, grouping, and four or five weeks go down, down the line, and you find out that, oh, this person is, uh, is does not understand what I'm looking for in a, in a roommate at all, and frustration, anger, bitterness even um, tends to grow out from that. So, um, to speak again to Boise Bible College and its specific um, um, criteria, at the beginning of every uh, semester or year, if you're planning on sticking with a, the same roommates for an entire year, um, you have something called a roommate covenant. Um, obviously, that's pulling on covenant language from, um, from scripture, but um, what the roommate covenant is, is that opportunity to lay out your expectations for how this relationship is going to work. Um, it specifically addresses things like when, not if, but when there is a disagreement in this dorm room, this is the process that we're going to go through to address it. Um, 
which I think is wonderful because so often when we're trying to get these things ironed out, the, the automatic response is, oh, well, we'll just talk about it. Um, and that, you know, in a perfect world is exactly what would happen. You just talk about it. But in those specific situations, man, that general principle feels so much harder. So having clear expectations from the jump uh, makes everything so much simpler down the road. Um, so that's number two. Number three uh, is really important for for uh, housing situations, but it's also really important just for interpersonal uh, connections, period. And that is um, just be prepared to have to compromise. Um, you know, I've, I've heard a saying that a good compromise leaves everyone really upset um, because everyone feels like they didn't get what they wanted. Um, and sometimes that is necessary. And so as you're going into um, college or as you're continuing on with whatever housing situation, with whatever roommate situation that you have, understand that a part of human relationship is give and take. And so... Um, you know, you can call, you can refer to that as picking your battles. You can refer to that as, um, like I just said, give and take. View it however you will, but you need to realize that at some point in this roommate situation, you're going to be need, you're going to need to be willing to give some ground. Um, because let me tell you, let me tell you, there is um, very few things in this world that are more frustrating than. Um, working with someone, living with someone, communicating with someone who is unwilling to have anything less than their way. Um, it's, it's exhausting. So I encourage you to not be that person. I also encourage you to walk into the situation prepared to be flexible, right? Um, last thing I'm going to mention, um, well, last two things specifically is one, respect your roommate's personal space and privacy, and two, um, or I suppose four, respect your roommate's personal space and privacy, and five, pick up after yourself. Um, so to address number number four first, um, I am uh, what is colloquially known as a uh, extroverted introvert. Um, something we talk about a lot here at Boise Bible College is our Waypoints program. One of the um, one of the things that happens in the Waypoints program is called sophomore seminar. Happens sophomore year. Some of the stuff that happens in sophomore seminar is you take a lot of personality inventories. So you're we're talking about like the Enneagram. Um, gosh, there's like a dozen more, and I'm spacing on them, but uh, you know. Those, those things that kind of tell you what your personality is. Um, so you take several of those. And the purpose for that is so that you can understand yourself. And based on that self-understanding, you are able to work better with uh, other people um, so that you can uh, be a better teammate. Now, <clears throat> part of uh, that process um, is uh, there are a lot of uh, kind, of, kind of kind of what I consider to be weird words to describe personality traits. Um, so I'm an Enneagram two and nine. Um, I am equally a two and a nine. I'm told that that's impossible, so I have to lean one direction or the other. So I, I've chosen two. Um, but there's another inventory 
um, that gets used a lot here at Boise Bible College. And um, so there, there are four categories. There is phlegmatic, melancholy, sanguine, and choleric. Um, and so I can, go, I can go into depth about all of those, but I won't for the sake of time. But what, what I am, I am what's called a phlegmatic melancholy with sanguine tendencies, which is a really fancy way of saying what I said earlier. I am an extroverted introvert. So I, I recharge my batteries by being alone or being with a close friend, um, typically my wife. Um, but I have a lot of the, the tendencies of an extrovert. Um, so um, all that to say, in a roommate situation, I need time away from people. Um, and so if I am in a situation where my roommate uh, won't allow that to happen and they're not giving me that space, um, they're not giving me the privacy and the opportunity to recharge my batteries behind a closed door, uh, I tend to break apart. And so um, as you're going into um, this, this roommate situation, wherever it is, whatever it is, um, have an understanding of what your own personal boundaries are. Um, have an understanding of your own personality traits and what you need out of that relationship. Um, be very clear and upfront about that. Going back to um, tip number two, uh, be clear about your expectations, but also uh, be willing to respect the boundaries of your roommates. So uh, that's kind of a longer, kind of bigger tip, but um, just to you know, summarize that, um, be aware of your own personal boundaries and space, uh, but also be willing to respect the personal boundaries and, and personal space of the people you're living with. Um, now, uh, to address number five that I mentioned a moment ago, pick up after yourself. This is and should be uh, pretty simple. Um, uh, my junior year is what it was. Um, <clears throat> my roommate and I, um, Josh, we had this tradition where, um, because on Saturdays you the um, you only get brunch here on campus, and so you gotta figure out dinner for yourself. And so what Josh and I would do is we would go to Walmart at 8 p.m. because from 8 to 9 p.m. their deli with all like their chicken and whatnot um, was half price. And so we would just buy up some some half price chicken. We'd go back to the dorm room and watch some stupid YouTube videos or a movie or something. Um, and I confess that there were times where we did not clean up after ourselves. And our other roommate, Sam, uh, didn't like that too much. And so that was, that was a point of tension. Um, I tell you that story because, um, A, I need to, <laughs> I need penance. Um, but B, it's because it's a, it's such a <clears throat> crystalline example in my brain of, uh, the kind of um, tension and frustration that can come up when you're just not willing to clean up after yourself. Um, and also, it's a story where I'm the, <laughs> I'm the bad guy. Um, so, to put it bluntly, um, most people don't like it when there's a mess, um, which is why we have room checks here on campus. So, uh, don't make your roommate wait until room checks to have a clean room. Clean up after yourself. And this is the end of my TED talk. <laughs> um, so 
just to address one of the, um, we, 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 we've been answering questions as a part of one of the segments, so to speak, of this, of this season of the podcast. Um, so just to address this week's question, which is kind of in line with the, the sort of on-campus um, atmosphere conversation, it's um, what is the age limit for living on campus? Um, for us, the age limit is 25 years old. Um, so you hit 25, we kind of encourage you to, um, most people when they hit 25 aren't really interested in living on campus in the first place, just because you're, uh, living in the same space as like 17 and 18 year olds. Um, but yeah, 25 is our, is our, our limit. There are situations where that can be appealed. There is an appeal process. Um, so if you're, um, over 25 and you'd like to live on campus, um, you are allowed to, to reach out to the student dean, Cody, um, and appeal that decision. But um, yeah, so 25 is kind of our, our, our upward limit. And, and with that, that is all the time we've got for today. So um, as always, I encourage you to come back next week as we tackle another subject. So God bless. Have a great week. Bye.